Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Grace Sufficient Podcast. We're so happy you're here. What's good, y'all? <laughs> Just excited to be back. With another one. Yes. So tell them, what, what are we up to today? We're going to continue the devotional that we started a week ago. Mm-hmm. And it is titled, When God Doesn't Make Sense. And we're using the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app. So you can find that and follow along. I was just going to say, like, have you ever asked yourself, either either ask yourself or have you ever, like, been in a place where I'm like, where you're like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense? Yes, because of our limited understanding as humans. There's a lot that won't make sense. We try to find the answers. And I remember our pastor, one time he was preaching about this kind of subject. And he said, don't ask why, but ask for what. And he said it in Spanish. So that like, I don't know, the meaning is very profound to me. Yeah. Um, And when we ask questions like why, 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 if we shift the why for a, for what, what is the purpose? What is the lesson? What is the teaching? we are able to have more of like an open mind to the circumstance, even though it is maybe a negative one. And we might be wondering what is going on. This doesn't make any sense, Mm -hmm. but we're able to shift that and, and see God in that working through us. Also, I think like if it makes sense, it does not require faith and it is impossible to please God without faith. Mm -hmm. And faith is just the beginning of faith is just at least hoping you know, hoping and having that conviction and knowing that it, it will come to pass, whatever it is that, yeah. that you have to try to have faith for, whether it is healing, restoration, a dream, a relationship. Yeah. God is known as the author of life. And I think that just like any good book, any good show or movie, the plot, sometimes you might be like, who is this character? What are they doing here? Or why did this, why is there a plot twist? Everything was going so well, and then all of a sudden, that had to happen. And it's like God, as an author, God as the our maker, He allows things to happen in our timeline, in our path, because ultimately He has the end goal and result in His mind, in His infinite knowledge. He knows exactly what He's doing. So don't fret; just hang on tight. And don't worry the storm about it, sweetheart. Will pass. Will pass. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> yes. So. Let's start. This is day two, and it's titled, Are You My Savior or Not? Today, a family of five in the middle of America is without power due to an ice storm. They have to spend savings to eat out and sleep at friends' houses because they have no way to cook and their house is freezing cold. Also today, a family in the middle of Africa has now no power or savings or easy way to get food or ice storm. Another family in America is always living at friends' houses or in motels, at least when they're not on the street. Today, a family in Europe will tragically lose a child to an unexpected disease. In the next 24 hours, an impoverished, in impoverished regions of the world, thousands of children are expected to die due to a lack of food and clean water. Maybe today, but almost definitely this year, natural disasters will strike and suddenly kill thousands. If God's existence were determined by his prevention of our world's pain, 
then he'd be gone with the next wind strong enough to blow over some power lines in your neighborhood. We're not the first ones to let difficulty cause us to doubt whether or not God is who he says he is. John the Baptist, Jesus's cousin, is famous for preaching about the coming of Jesus and proclaiming that he wasn't even worthy of lacing up Jesus's dirty sandals. Later, John ended up wrongly imprisoned after spending his whole life for God. In fact, he was put in prison for preaching God's truth. John was clearly having second thoughts when from prison he wrote to Jesus, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? John was wanting to be sure that Jesus was truly the Savior that he'd made him out to be. But maybe John was also wondering if Jesus would be the one to come to his prison cell and break him out. Then Jesus, who basically called John the Baptist the greatest human to ever live, responded by pointing to him, pointing to some of the miracles he had done, and finished with, Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. It's as if Jesus said, Look, John, I'm the Savior. But don't blow your blessing by getting ticked off at me for not saving you from prison. In short, Jesus thought John was a stellar human being and a servant of God. Jesus essentially said, yes, I am the Savior and I do saving works. Then he didn't save John from prison or from getting his head severed for entertainment. What can we take away? Whether or not God diverts your struggle, he does not determine whether or not he is God. And proof of how God feels about you might not be happening to you today, but it happened to Jesus 2,000 years ago on the cross. Pray. Thank, Thank Jesus for what he did on the cross and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how he feels about you. Hmm. That's tough. <clears throat> I feel like those are questions that a lot of people ask. It's like, Lord or God, like if you're real, why you do, why you allow so much, you know, destruction and evil things to happen? Why don't you heal, you know, this person? Like, what determines or what are the factors that allow you to um, pick a person over the other? Why the why do the evil people prosper and then the your followers sometimes struggle, right? What do you think when you read that? I think the the sentence here that wraps it all up is where it says, whether or not divert God diverts your struggle does not determine whether he whether or not he is God. So whether he he diverts your struggle, takes you out of a, a maybe something that you're struggling with, that you're battling with or not. He is still God. He is still good. He is still worthy of all praise. And it's like sometimes I I think I've told you before. I remember like last year when I was really no the the year before I was like if I if it doesn't go this way he is still good. And Mm -hmm. this was back when I was trying to figure out if I'm gonna have this baby via C-section or VBAC. This is with with Jonah and I know I've talked about this before because it truly wasn't impactful time of my life where my faith was tested in ways that I've never been tested before. And this un, like medically necessary, unnecessary, um, medically unnecessary is what I'm trying to say, 
C-section. Just it didn't have to happen. I had to use a lot of faith and at the same time be like, and if it doesn't happen, he is still good. Mm -hmm. I think that is very true. I feel like you get to that point where you know that he doesn't owe you anything. Like he is a king. He, he is a savior. He died for your sins. So like, he doesn't owe you an explanation. That's what the next sentence like he, talks he, about. Yeah. He doesn't owe you anything. Like, And I feel like as human beings, we can be really arrogant to try mm-hmm. to like complain to a king. Like, where was the last time? When was the last time you saw a king be like, hey, you, come here. Reveal yourself to me. <laughs> like, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> you would probably get your head like decapitated <laughs> off with your head no um, it's, it's true the the part where it talks about that here it says and proof of how god feels about you might not be happening to you today like while you're in your struggle or whatever circumstance you're going through but it happened to jesus two thousand years ago on the cross that is proof of how god feels about you and it is like he he loves you mm-hmm. so much for god so loved the world that he sent his only son this is his sacrifice to us because he loves us so much and yeah. he loved his son too wow yeah and so yeah I, I love that song by cody Carnes, uh nothing else and he says jesus you don't owe me anything and i think in our nature as human beings we we can be sometimes kind of entitled to to things that we want and we we expect god to do for us and he has an ultimate plan because even through those difficulties, when things don't go our way, we are learning so much. I mean, I see it when I'm raising these children where they don't get what they want all the time. They get what they want some of the time. They get what they need most of the time, pretty much all the time. And I see that like as I'm parenting these these children, as I'm mothering them and I'm seeing their personalities come out, I'm seeing, wow. This is how God sometimes shows us love, even as he puts us through through difficulties and difficult situations because difficult situations because it grows us in ways that we would not have been able to grow otherwise. Yeah, and kind of going back to the uh, last episode about comfort and finding strength in community, finding strength and coming back to uh, to to the strength. I I know for a fact, because of my life experiences and the teachings of Jesus Christ, that he needs you to go through struggles to develop your endurance, yes. to learn the lessons that you need to learn. And and most of the times that's going to come with struggle. So it's, it's, a, it's a matter of getting comfortable. It's a matter of getting comfortable with having difficult times. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. And Tony Robbins was saying, you know, weak men create bad times. Bad times create strong men and tr- strong men create good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then good times create weak men. <laughs> and it's a cycle. And I made a really bold prayer um, yesterday. But I, and I, and I, and I literally told the Lord, I'm like, Lord, I'm a little scared to make this prayer, but I'm gonna make it anyway. And it was if he is if he goes according to your will and if he's gonna expedite the plan that you have for my life, 
gave me more problems to solve. Because when you become a problem solver, when you become a person that can solve difficulties and situations, and you can have the wisdom of God and the insight and the understanding, I feel like that then is where you start finding your purpose. You start understanding why you're even in life. And for the people that, you know, wonder of God's existence and the people that are always questioning why does this happen and why does that happen and, and this, this, and that, I encourage you to not let your pride get in the way of you getting to know the one person that's going to change your life forever. No king is going to come to you while you're demanding to see them. They, they hold an authority. They hold, um, they hold a standard that is not given to a lot of people. You have to come with a humble heart and come to him and say, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. I understand my life. I don't understand why I struggle so much. And I'm at this point in my life where I don't, I don't have any answers, but I, I don't know what else to try. I had a friend that did not believe in, in Jesus. And I've actually had multiple people in my life that um, questioned me about my beliefs. And I said, Hey, look, until you experience it by yourself, there's nothing I can mm -hmm. prove to you. So if there ever comes a point in your life where you're about to do something dumb or you hit rock bottom and you don't know what else to do, reach out. I mean, I would hope that you don't have to get to the point where you're in your worst, the worst time of your life so that you reach out to your savior. But if it comes to that, at the very least, before you do something dumb, please reach out and allow him to be revealed to you. And then you tell me if it's real or not. Guess, 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 guess where the friend is at? He's alive. He did not commit suicide. So yeah. it is important to know how to approach God. You don't demand God to come. You humbly come to him and say, please reveal yourself to me. And he will reveal to things about your, your path, like your direction, where to go and things like that as he sees that you are mature enough to understand mm -hmm. that revelation that he's about to give you. So he's not going to reveal the whole plan for you to understand or try to understand it in your human understanding. He will give you as much as you need to know because the rest requires faith, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. As we close out with this episode, I wanted to share one verse that is really standing out to me with this. And I think we've shared this, this verse before. Um, but it's in James, James one, verse two, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy for, you know, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. So lean okay. into it. <laughs> So let's go ahead and pray us on out on this one. Yeah. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word. Um, I'm sorry for the times that myself and, and, and ourselves question you, your motives and the reasons why you do the things that you do. Truth be told, you don't owe us an explanation, Father. You pay the ultimate price to allow us to be within your presence and to be able to have access to the Father. So we thank you for the sacrifice and we humbly receive the sacrifice.
We thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you will do. And as difficult as it may seem and as hard as it may sound, Lord, if you didn't do one more thing for us, we still will save you forever because your sacrifice was too great and your love was too overwhelming. And it still is. So we thank you, Jesus. We love you. We glorify you. And we ask you that you continue to guide every single one of us. In the name of Jesus, we'll say amen. amen. See you guys on the next one. Bye.